Good morning, guys. I'm standing where I usually get out of the truck waiting for a friend to show up um, and her friend to show up. We're all going to have a social distancing walk uh, in the usual dog walking place. I got asked yesterday if I would talk about how I started teaching and what my philosophy of teaching is. <clears throat> so I, I guess I'm going to do a brief episode about that. I think they're showing up in five, ten minutes. I started teaching um, when I was a teenager working on sailing ships because a lot of these sailing ships were um, educational, historical educational vessels taking school kids out on day sails or um, otherwise doing educational programs. So I started doing that for a while. I was an education coordinator on one. And then after college, uh, I found myself in a position to be teaching workshops at a property where I was managing the, the gardens and I would teach workshops on different topics, whatever I wanted to. So when it came, when it came to a point where somebody asked me if I would teach them how to carve spoons, I had had enough familiarity with teaching. I even did a stint as a substitute teacher to see if I wanted to become a, a proper teacher. Uh, and I did not, but I had enough familiarity with teaching to feel like uh, it wasn't really a stretch. So I started teaching fairly early on in, in the process of, of spoon carving, about, about a year into carving spoons every day. But I had been carving spoons for about three years at that point. But it was, it was a year into me trying to make it a business. And I started out just doing essentially what I do now, which is teaching people one-on-one -on -one at home. <clears throat> and then after a year of that, I branched out to see what it was like to teach workshops at folk schools where I'm teaching 8 to 12 people. And I did not like that at all. Um, it was too stressful. I felt like people were inevitably going to get hurt. And I didn't like that because I couldn't watch them every second. And I felt like people weren't getting out of the experience what I wanted them to and what they could have if it had been one-on-one. -on -one. I also didn't like teaching at other venues because I couldn't set the tone the way I could when people came to my house. Um, and so we'd end up on a concrete floor surrounded by power tools in a space that didn't have anything to do with what spoon carving means to me. I also felt like people who came to learn from me from a folk school course catalog were not really invested in me or in what I specifically had to teach them. And so it was a much harder sell. Whereas people who take the time to reach out to me and come travel to my house, they're already invested and it's just a totally different flavor of teaching. So for me, that has been by far the the best way to do it. I've also explored teaching classes at my house, which is nice, but... Um, more exhausting and given that I'm trying to fit it into a work week and that I have a family with young kids one-on-one -on -one or two or three at most on one if the people all know each other is definitely the thing that has worked best for me and I think the thing that I've had to work hardest at <clears throat> is simply figuring out different ways to explain things because not everybody learns in the same manner and so 
a way of describing how to do something to someone that one person gets, another person just won't get at all. Um, I'm gonna put up an umbrella here. Uh, and so part of me getting becoming a better teacher has been building out my repertoire so that I can be more loose as a teacher and meet someone where they're at. So I always start a lesson by asking, where are you at? What do you hope to get out of this lesson? Here's what I usually do. Does that sound good to you? Sometimes I deliberately shift the whole thing. Sometimes I've inverted the lesson and done things in the opposite order. I've explored different ways of teaching. Um, but what I found is that it's best if somebody comes for a one-on-one lesson and they're, they're up for it, I like to essentially start with sharpening, move on to carving on blanks that I've already made, and we go all the way through the carving process, and then we finish with axing, because axing is the most dangerous, and I want them to have those habits in their head the freshest, because there's a lot of information that gets thrown at people, and in many ways it's information overload. And so by putting axing last, I'm prioritizing the safety of that. Uh, by putting uh, sharpening first, hopefully I'm prioritizing that as well. We t- as humans, we tend to remember the things at the beginning and the things at the end. You remember the first bite of cake you took and the last bite of cake, and all those bites in the middle, you don't remember as much. So, um, so that's how I tend to structure my lessons, but people want all sorts of different things. So some people come and they want to focus on one or two things. Uh, some people come and they're just a total beginner and it doesn't really make sense to try and cram them through the whole process. Uh, And sometimes I have to pivot mid-lesson because it just becomes clear that somebody is not going to finish something in on time. I always assume that uh, the class is going to go half an hour to an hour over the advertised time. So I advertise it as five hours and it's usually about six um, and I price it accordingly. Um, And as far as pricing, all of my information, my philosophy about pricing holds true. You use price as a tool to generate business, and when you have the level of business you want, you start raising your price uh, until you uh, are not getting the business you want, and that's your sweet spot for now. Um, So that's what I think about teaching. I think that the key for me is finding a way of teaching that is, that works for me, that feels like it's attracting the right people, the people that actually want to learn what I have to offer, um, and then trying to be as flexible in meeting them where they're at as I possibly can. And here's my friends. Thanks for listening. Talk tomorrow.